I find it somewhat providential that the very weekend that we have our seminarians visiting us, one weekend out of the year, all the readings are all about those who are called to leave everything behind to follow after Jesus Christ, which begs the question, what does it mean to follow Jesus Christ? Well, I think you could just as easily ask the question, what does it mean to fall in love? It means you leave everything behind in order to attain the person that you love, right? You leave your family, you leave your home, you leave even yourself, your own dreams, what you wanted to do so that you can be joined to that other person. That's the power of love. I'll never forget the words of one of my best friends I was living, living with back in the University of Idaho about 11 years ago before I entered priesthood. And one day I walked into the apartment and Bon Jovi was playing in the background. It was the song, you know, shot through the heart and you're to blame, you give love a bad name. And right when I walked in, he looked at me and he said, you know, how appropriate that you walk in right now. This is your song. He had just found out that I had recently broken up with a girl uh, I'd been with for several years and, and was going to marry and was soon to enter into the priesthood. And he wasn't very happy about it at that moment. But his message was clear. My choice to sacrifice human love in order to follow the call of Christ to leave everything to become a priest made me a disgrace to love. I gave love a bad name. And I'll never, I've, I've considered that. Does giving up everything to follow Jesus Christ really give love a bad name? It's an important question, and it's a question that is putting, being put out by many in our times who want to do away with priestly celibacy, to allow priests to get married. They believe that it would take care of many of the problems in our church in our times if priests were able to just have their own family. I disagree. I don't think so. In fact, I think that celibacy itself is the only real answer to the problems that we are facing in our times, which is principally a problem of love, a problem of the human heart. Because we all know there's nothing more important in life than love. Right? Love is the one thing that everybody on earth is longing for and searching for. Everything that we do in life, we do for the sake of love. And deep down, we all feel that love carries within it the secret to happiness of life. The problem is, so often the love that we find in this world, it fails to be the answer that we are hoping it would be to our hearts in this world that complete answer that puts us at rest. You know, the famous actor and comedian Jim Carrey, at the height of his fame, with all the money and women and relationships and fame and, you know, power that he had, he said, I think everybody should get rich and famous and do everything they ever dreamed of so that they can see that it's not the answer. And that's the problem. Nothing is ever enough. Nothing is powerful enough to satiate the depths of our hearts. 
It's why as soon as 20th century philosophers threw away God and said man must find his end in this world, they ended their life like Jean-Paul Sartre, the famous existentialist, saying at the end of his life, life is a useless passion. Man is a useless passion. He has all this love within him, all this desire, and no final end. Nothing that can satisfy it. It's why Shakespeare once lamented, this is the monstrosity in love, that the will is infinite and the execution confined, that the desire within us is boundless and the act a slave to limit. There is no ultimate answer to the deep longings for love in the human heart in this world. It was only after St. Augustine himself had experienced every single thing that this world could offer us that he finally turned his life over to Christ and he said that famous line, You made us for yourself, O Lord, and our hearts remain restless until they rest in you. You know, that wasn't a triumphant cry of victory. That was the conclusion after a life of desperation. The conclusion that nothing else worked. Nothing else could satisfy what he was longing for. And it's when we fail to realize that fact and we go on seeking the answer to the deepest longings of our hearts in the human creatures around us, that's what ends up giving love such a bad name. That's what gives love the name of heartbreak, the name of resentment when people fail us, the name of divorce, the name of adultery. Because we seek the love that only God can give us in the places that no human being could possibly give us an answer. Our hearts are too big for anything in this world to compensate. Now, there's this famous book called Kristen Lavern's Daughter. It's one of the greatest books I've ever read. If I had my choice, every couple who ever went through an uh, encounter, a marriage encounter, would have to read it. But it's like a thousand pages. And it's about a woman who essentially is written by Sigurd Umstead. She got the Nobel Prize for it in 1920, and she converted to the Catholic Church because she was writing it. And it's based on this woman who forsakes everything for this man that she falls in love with. And she's essentially substituting, she's taking all the love and happiness that she desires in life, and she puts this on this one man. And she becomes so filled with resentment and bitterness, and she's always angry and dissatisfied. And at one point, she goes to a priest, and she asks for advice, because her and her husband are always at odds. And the priest says this to her. He says, all human love is the reflection of the sun in a puddle of water on a road. The sun is reflected in the water, but the water does not contain the sun. And the more that you try to grasp the sun within the water, the infinite in the finite, the more you churn up the water and you mix up the mud at the bottom and you dirty the water and you end up dirtying yourself too. But if you appreciate the fact, you recognize that it's a mere reflection of the sun from above, then you can appreciate it for what it is without trying to grasp the infinite and the finite.
When we deny the existence of the sun, we naturally try to grasp its energy as we see it reflected in all the creatures around us. So what does it mean to follow Jesus Christ? Ultimately, ultimately, it means to look up into the sky and recognize the source of all the love that we are longing for as human beings. To recognize where it's coming from in the sun and to sac sacrifice everything else in life in order to go to the source. And thereby become signs pointing to everyone else in the world where the true answer to our deepest longings actually lies. It means to experience Jesus Christ for what He truly is. The answer to the deepest longings of the human heart. Because without Him, as so many before us have concluded, there is no answer. Without Him, our life is a useless passion. And without Him, love itself is a monstrosity. Because in the end, no one and nothing can put our restless hearts at peace. What we need in our times is not excuses to do away with priestly celibacy. What we need are young men and young women who have so encountered the love of Christ in this world, who have gazed upon His body being handed over to us in the Holy Eucharist, who have been captivated by those words, this is my body given up for you. So captivated by that total self-gift of Christ that they themselves enter into that total gift of self for Him too. That they allow His words to echo into us by saying, and this is my body given up for you too. We become the sacrifice that we receive. And so profess with our entire lives that Jesus Christ alone is the answer that we're looking for. And far from giving love a bad name, they will give back to the world what, is, what it has lost in our times. The true name of love. The only good name of love. The name of Jesus Christ.